0: March 27, 2021, it's a what for Pedro show. for Pedro Show. Happy Saturday. I think it's the last Saturday of the month. Here comes April. Here comes D. Boone's B-Day on April Fool's. No fooling. Start off the show with uh, John Coltrane doing Lazy Bird. Now, Bird was a nickname given to a great alto player from Kansas City, Charlie Parker. And maybe this song ain't about him, but the Bird part made me think so thank you. Also, I think uh, Lester Young too. A lot, a lot of great cats came out uh, music wise. And uh, in fact, yeah, Frog and a Pale, uh, Dan Jones and Squids, Live Street. And we'll get into how this got all done. But uh, first, uh, well, I got to tell you, Brother Matt's at the Love Grotto. Uh, Pleasure point here a couple miles south of me and Pedro because it's quite quarantino mode. But I'm not totally man alone because of those software engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention. I've got Dan, Steve, Matt, Kansas City. Welcome aboard. Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely. I noticed <laughs> now Dan's voice comes up. See, it's showtime. We know that trick, right? Y'all little at sound check, then it's gig time. Start blasting. <laughs> so Dan uh, I counted your pad in Eugene yeah and I think that's where I first got to meet you and know you but I didn't really get into your musical journey so can we do that now can you give me your earliest musical recollection like when you were
1: a boy Uh, yeah I think uh, um, my dad used to travel for he was in the cement business he came home from a trip and brought me a like a three-record set of kids' records and uh, as a present. And I, I remember setting up in the corner listening to uh, Three Little Fish or one of those old novelty songs with the, the bubble voices. It was kind of magic.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was from your pop, so that's fucking happening. Uh,
1: yeah. In the pad, you, was it in Kansas City you grew up? I grew up in a suburb, North Kansas City, called Liberty.
0: Okay. Liberty. That, I think that's uh, the, Harry S. Truman, right? No? Uh, no, independence. that's Independence. <laughs> yeah. Fucking shit. What? That's a good Liberty's- thing about Alzheimer's, though, because you're always learning new facts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this pad you grew up in, Dan, was there musical instruments?
1: Uh, yes. Uh I'm the youngest of eight, so I had two sisters who played brass instruments. Um, my oldest sister was a professional accompanist in a Lincoln, Nebraska school district. Later, my mom was a choir director, so we had a piano. And um, oh, so you got music in your family? Okay. Yeah. Now, now, <clears throat>
0: any of those instruments? I guess brass. You didn't tell me what, like tuba or trumpet. Or...
1: Uh, Beth Beth played trombone, and Sarah oh. played. French horn. And then you know about, up you the-
0: know about Bone, right? It's bass clef, so I'm into that. And the French horn, you know who played that, who played bass, right? John Entwistle. There's a fucking French right. horn solo in the middle of Pictures of Lily, which is my yes. book. But I heard they're hard to play a funny mouthpiece. Uh, yeah. But did you jump on any of their shit?
1: Yeah, I, I inherited best trombone um, and started on that in my sixth grade. And uh, I took that all the way through college. Almost.
0: Okay, now did you, so learn, I, did you learn how to read bass clef?
1: Yeah. Okay, and were you in the marching
0: yeah. band? I heard they're kind of easier for the marching band because big mouthpiece, uh, you know, because you're fucking Stumbeloni and that shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: we So, did. so
0: this answers my other question. There was a music program at the school you went to and you are in the band and stuff like that. What about? But let's go back to home. Besides gifts of records, what was the first
1: record you bought with your own money? Um. I think it was uh, Billy Joel cassette, probably fifth. Uh, Nylon Curtain. His his. Uh, I was probably fifth or sixth grade.
0: Okay, and what was the first gig you went and saw?
1: Billy Joel in sixth grade. Okay,
0: so would yep. you say Billy Joel's a big fucking influence in your music life?
1: I don't know, not 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 so much the sound of what we do, but as somebody, you know, I think I related to the fact that he he told stories.
0: No, I'm not talking you know, about the sound so much. I am you, I'm you as a music person.
1: I'd say up until I discovered rock and roll and and punk rock, yeah, Billy Joel was a big influence.
0: You don't think he was, he was rock and roll? Didn't he have a song about soldiers rock and roll? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he he was rock and roll. You know, I had a buddy. I had, but he did do this kind of piano ballad stuff because I had a buddy, uh, yeah. Tony Platt, a, a beautiful guy. We lost him ten years ago. Apnea. But he, I remember Captain Jack or whatever that. Maybe that's his first record or something. Kind of a balladeer thing. So, I mean, for me, yeah. music is music. I just hate the Adria genre anyway. Uh, what about? Uh, so it's, you're in the bone, and there ain't. There's no ska bands yet, right? So you're really not doing this after uh, school in the afternoon with your buddies, like a, a garage
1: band, a basement band, a, bedroom band. Um. That. Well, Steve can speak to that.
3: Yeah, we're gonna, I, we're gonna I, get I, to
1: Steve.
0: We're gonna get to Steve. But how'd you get okay. all the, How'd you get from the bone to the fucking
1: guitar, Dan? Well, um, it's probably eighth, ninth grade. I I bought an old Tasco, Tasco guitar from a guy named Bobby Simmons. He was joining the Navy, and um, I learned to play that kind of through our old stereo at home, and uh, then Steve and I started playing. In the bedroom and in his barn, and
0: what made you um, go get that guitar? Like you, the bone wasn't doing it for you. Yeah, I think
1: I think it was. I mean, yeah. I Remember, think it's, it a was, Watt,
0: it's a for Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers.
1: Well, well my answer was D Boone, but I felt I felt like that was a, a little. Uh, I didn't want to be um, smarmy, but that's true. And and well, he would love to hear music. that. I mean, yeah. he
0: would love to hear that because he thought everybody should try music, you know, and, or, or arts in general, right? Some kind of uh, expression, artistic expression. So don't worry yeah. about the ain't smarmy. It's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, but but you're saying Steve enters into this equation. Uh, maybe we should get to Steve's uh, story, huh? Steve, what's your earliest musical recollection?
3: Um, uh, er, earliest probably, probably from my mom. She had a, she grew up in Pittsburgh and she had all these cool, like, Pittsburgh garage records that she, she used to go to these dances and then she'd have these comps and she was like, uh, she was on the cover of one of them. And she was always bragging about it and they were just like dance photos, but like, I'm on this, you know, and we really listened. There was like, I mean, the, one of the more known bands, there was a Sonic song on one of them, but I didn't know what the Sonics were until a hundred years later, but. You're talking but, about like, the- listen, you're
0: talking about the band uh, from Tacoma or Portland or on the West yeah, Coast,
3: yeah. Right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah band, for some reason band. this DJ, this DJ, would throw these dances and he'd pick his favorite tracks from around the country and and then he put these comps out. of Mad, the Mad Mike Moldies is what they were called. And I still got them, <laughs> but but uh, I mean that and, that and like maybe West Side Story. My mom listened to that all the time. Okay,
0: yeah. and what? And, and, but she's more of a listener, right? There's there's no instruments in yep. the pad.
3: My, my pop brought a guitar home one day and I guess he played in high school, but he was kind of like, uh, like I was the oldest of four boys and he was always work, like work, kind of workaholic. And, uh, one day he brought a guitar home when I was about, I don't know what grade it was in grade school. It was really nice, big hollow body Gretsch. And he brought an amp and a guitar home and he borrowed from somebody at his work and it was in the house for about a week. And then he decided it was frivolous and he he didn't want to spend the money. And, uh, well, what, what Years I, later, he bought us these little acoustic guitars. But my my uncle sat on it. They were like these cardboard guitars. I remember
2: cardboard shit. Yeah. <laughs> how do you
3: they were like those up? Sears <laughs> cardboard guitars. <laughs> well,
0: what about what about maybe Masonite or shit? Because how could you get any tension on the goddamn string? What, what about what about at school? Were you in the the choir, the marching band, or shit
3: like so- that? that's kind of how I met Dan. I got, I moved up to Liberty. We moved around a lot as kids and I got the Liberty in, in like seventh grade and decided I was going to try out for the, be in the band. It was like, you gotta be in band or choir. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I, don't I'll, I guess I'll go in band. And then, uh, I played the trumpet for a minute, but it was pretty competitive. Our school had a pretty well, uh, respected and, 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 uh, program and the kids were always going off to state competitions so it was pretty competitive and i i was not too good at the trumpet and they said we need a tuba player i said do i have to buy one they said no we'll give you one (laughs) so i went to tuba and that's really kind of how i met dan because we tubas and trombones sat next to each other
0: right right and then then you end up on the bass guitar
3: yeah well when we first started dan and i got together we kind of switched it back and forth Mm -hmm. and oh uh, you
0: didn't mention that dan so you actually was on the bass I thought the t- uh, so, Tesco guitar.
1: Sometimes, yeah, I, well, I, I had bought the bass. So, I remember. Okay, so doing so
0: me. it was it was Steve's bass, but then he let you play it, and what Steve yep. jumped yeah. on the Tesco.
3: That's how I remember. But then okay. you know, there's because there's footage of me in the barn with a guitar, but, yeah, and you're just kind of singing, or yeah, and are but, they both but, playing uh, through the stereo? Nah, we never got to that. I mean, really, we we had a. I think
1: I got a practice amp by that. Yeah, point. I think yeah.
3: he bought. Yeah, he Dan Dan invested more money than I did. I think, and, it, and he became the guitar player. So. No, no. which is. I, I'm curious. I, I, I'm curious. Did
0: you guys start writing material right away, or did you start uh, copying off? I mean, as far as bass guitar and electric guitar, yeah. you didn't have teachers like you did at school with those brass instruments, right? <laughs>
1: We 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 wrote we try we wrote a few we had a our first band was called called Corn Dog Jamboree, we played the talent show in high school. We we probably had ten ten songs ten originals and and they were
3: pretty primitive, but it was super fun. I remember trying to learn. First thing was I was trying to copy something. It was Black Flag's Damage. I'm like, oh, I got this. I got this. I can figure this out. But other than that, we didn't really try to copy too much. Well, there's there's
0: actually two damages. There's damage one, damage two.
3: It was da- a damage two, I think was yeah, the easier
0: right. one. Yeah. <laughs> one. Yeah. One of them was really slow and like you're with Henry which now, you, right? And oh, I'll yeah, give you yeah. some insight to how Hank did that. He turned all the lights off and, and fucking duct tape micro two microphones to his a head, like a headband, like a Rambo thing and ran around with the lights off, just going crazy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, maybe I'm not supposed to tell that, but that's how it was that's- done. Um, uh, so so, do you get what was this? Was corn dog? What was it called? Some kind of corn dogs? Corn dog jamboree. Corn dog jamboree. Yeah. And what was the first corn dog jamboree like?
1: Gig first gig. Uh,
3: the first gig like we only that, we only played like one or two gigs. Okay, it was only it, it was, only gig it was like? a high
1: school <laughs> talent show. I think it was on a on a built up stage in the gym and um, a couple other one other Liberty hardcore band called. Spastic, Spastic motive. motive, who's a big, kind of two grade one or two grades up from us, and more, uh, they had been practicing for a while, and we played this double punk rock bill at our high school, and our friend Mark Hoffman sang, yeah. and our friend Mindy Mattingly played drums, and was it a success? Liked it, yeah,
3: I think it? so. Okay, yeah. okay. We got asked to go play a, a, a field party. Yeah. up in, uh out in this country some other high school then but then people threw some cans at us I oh, yeah, 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 I can 50. share
0: on that. So maybe not as much of success, but uh <laughs> let, let me ask you about about both those gigs. Was you scared? I don't remember. Okay. I fair. think I was fair enough. I yeah, cuz I, I still get fucking scared. I want to play uh, living on a lockdown wing. shovel said you're going three feet deep three feet Show. That chunk of music started with Dan Jones' Squids. Squids in a Midwest band. That's pretty true. Well, you know, the river, I guess, could have some squids in Missouri.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Got lost.
0: (laughs) But living on a lockdown wing. And after that, brand new from Dustin Wong. He's got a a new album. Dustin's got this it's called uh, Internal uh, What's that called? Onsen set. hot spring, internal hot spring, fuck what, and uh, it's just great. Comes out next week, Simon's Guide to Hot Springs. God, it was right in the title there, you asshole. Okay, uh, Tommy Dahl after that out of Alaska with Rue de Jean Pierre Banjo, the not good French uh, accent on banjo there, but probably not with the other ones. He, sorry, uh, Tommy's beautiful. Uh, Chris Murphy, uh, uh, violin cat. Had me play uh, a bass on this. It's called Three Feet Deep. And, uh, you know, I gave him this one try. Hey, Come on, what? Oh, so I gave him another one. He liked that one. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, you know, it's trippy trading files, right? Uh, Bomb is printing after that from D.C. area with uh, Energy Comes and Waves. Hands Rotten Out of Switzerland with Anima. Sana. Some Holy Spirit. 40 Ways from Sunday with Porcelain Doll. And finally, AAR Punks and part of this live stream Dan Jones and Squid and AAR especially uh, people maybe overseas and stuff it's for uh, people getting close to retirement age I think I'm a little closer than these cats but maybe they're feeling it (laughs) okay Matt let's get to you your earliest musical recollection please
4: Oh, my mom was a piano player and played the played the piano and organ at church. And she always had, for me, almost the first thing I can remember is like Simon and Garfunkel and Kingston Trio and like vocal. And she never sang lead; she always liked to sing harmony. I know she's probably listening. Hi, mom. So I like to sing harmonies. I think I got that from her.
0: It's true. I'm sorry for cussing if your mom's listening. It's all right. <laughs> okay, okay. So you grew up in a musical pad. So th- th- there was a piano there, right? In an organ too, or was the organ in church?
4: She had a pump organ, like a sure. an old school. Right. Yeah, she had a pump organ in the house all the time, and and then the other was just a regular Baldwin Acrosonic. She taught piano lessons to the neighborhood kids, and what did she I teach never you take them? No, I never <laughs> wanted to take them. <laughs> I, and you never jumped I, on these uh, instruments. I, I kind of messed around with them. Um, she had an auto harp, too, and I really liked that because all you had to do was push the button and, yeah. and Well, the, you oh. know
0: what? If you think about it, pianos and organs are buttons, right? There's a button for each note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm laughing because, you know, people with the lip, <laughs> like the horn, like the brass stuff, people with the strings, like uh, with the bass, we got to get all our notes from these uh, kind of analog things. And here these guys get these buttons, right? It's almost pre-digital. Well, it is. Remember player payana music? It was almost like key punch cards. But but anyway, you end up a stick man. So, uh, how'd that happen?
4: Well, I started, I, I took guitar lessons for about five minutes. Um, Same, And my mom thought I didn't practice enough, so she took the guitar from me and she took over my lesson slot and tried to learn how to play guitar a little bit. (laughs) And I still thought I wanted to do music. And so, and again, I I grew up in Jefferson City, right in the middle of the state, and the band program was really, really strong. So I decided I wanted to play the drums and join high school band or, or, you know, middle school.
0: You played field drum in the marching band.
4: Yeah, and marching band actually was a huge so, part so, of my life well, in yeah, high school. Well,
0: I, for one thing, football, I know, so the games. You know, Pedro, you know, the Pirates. Of course, we were called the Pirates, and it was kind of a big deal. But, but uh, I'm curious, because you're doing that field drum, you play
4: traditional grip? I did a little bit, although my instructors in high school never wanted, they always wanted us to play match grip. But I Wow, went on and even did.
0: on a field drum.
4: Because yeah, that, I thought they, that was more was of a the, rock
0: and roll tra- uh, trap kit thing.
4: Yeah, they, it was just the '80s, and they, people thought that match grip was just better. But I ended up doing competitive drum and bugle corps all through high school, college, and going on the road with that. And it, it, there, actually, I didn't even play on the field; I played on the sideline. I played timpani.
0: Ah, well, you got uh, well, they all got notes, but you really got control because that pedal, right? Right. Yeah, perk plays. And uh, I remember when I was helping out Porto for Pyro guys, he played with a couple of tips, Man, they're they're amazing, amazing. Kind it's fun thing so to play. Now, now, besides the school stuff, did you get into the garage band, basement man, uh, bedroom band after school? <laughs> you know, in the afternoon, yeah, not I- after graduating, but during school days.
4: Yeah, from eighth grade on, I was always in a in a rock and roll band, starting with covers. But we moved to more of a California punk rock kind of vibe pretty early. I played all through high school with the same guys, and uh, our band was called Intelligent Descent, and we played pretty regularly all through high school, and we oh, wrote all you, our own. You Calif- we played some covers. Before. When you say California,
0: and then you're Intelligent Descent, you mean like Descendants? Uh,
4: kind of. We, we we listened to a lot of like JFA. We listened to a lot of Agent Orange. Well, kind of
0: news, JFA... Arizona but two of the guys were from California though.
4: Yeah, we 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 did a lot of um Thrasher magazine, so whatever bands were in Thrasher magazine, we'd want to try and find their records and
0: Brian was the editor. So, he had me write a couple columns for them, like why do you play your bass like it's a skateboard? You know, so <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's in, so you you brought up this connect between uh music punk and skateboard. That was important,
4: huh? Yeah, I you know, just in my friend group, everybody had a skateboard, and, I, and maybe it was the most dangerous thing we could
5: do yeah, in but, early but, high
4: school in our town.
0: Yeah, but the, the parallel cool. I see is like you can develop your own style with not very yeah. expensive equipment, and the same thing with music. You can use econo equipment like Dan with that Tesco to try and find your own way of writing songs and come up with music. Yeah. So tell me about the
4: first intelligent descent gig. Ooh, let's see. Well, and we had, like I say, our first gigs. We were still a cover band. We had a female singer. And we did like Pretender songs, and uh, but when well, we started, what Real was that Riding, first gig?
0: What was that first gig like? I want to know because uh, you can only have your first gig once, so I'm curious,
4: right? I, I I can only think that the first gig must have been the eighth grade talent show, which Another we won. Show. We played a Clash song, Okay.
0: Okay. We,
4: should I Stay or Should I Go?
0: But it must have been a, a success because you won. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That, that's good to hear. How'd you meet these guys?
4: D- Dan and Steve, uh, when I got to college, my first, you know, I, I, I hit school and there was a note on a board about looking for a drummer and I was looking to keep playing and uh, it was from Steve. And we met each other, and it turns out that he had played a gig that I, my band had been on, the Intelligent Descent had been on a bill in Columbia, Missouri, and, and Steve's band had come in from Liberty. You weren't there, were you? Dan was not there no. at that point. Um, and almost right away, you know, we got together and started playing in a basement and playing gigs within, I'd say, a couple of months. We were playing a slash cover original.
3: You're talking just bass and drums? Now, Alex, who played on the uh, uh, We're From a World That's Out of This World, the second guitar player, he was the he was in the band. It was called Ooft. First,
0: first time I heard of Alex, but I probably have played it on the show because i played almost every fucking piece of music I got from Dan Jones. I <laughs> uh, dig it, yeah, right? heard it. Okay, we're at the end of the first hour, March 27th, 2021 edition of the Waffle Pewter Show. Special guest Dan Jones and the Squids. Hold tight for hour two. March 27, 2021. It's the second hour of the Lot for Pedro show. <laughs>
5: from the- Something's trying to break me Shouldn't be so hard to keep the beast at bay With takeaway every other night And asleep in every other day So many video games Used to be so easy to stay on track ride our bikes to the blockbuster for VHS or beta max and golden eggs I guess I must be getting old lighting fires to keep the snakes at bay like Harrison Ford when he played Indiana Jones
2: i me in your arms.
0: Speedrun Show. Start off the second hour. The Rhythm and the Rhyme from that live stream. Dan Jones and Squids. Then Ben Salter out of Tasmania with Golden Axe. Lucas Abella. He was on a show a couple episodes ago in Sydney. that Event. Andy Kerr out of, uh, well, he's been Netherlands for, I don't know, 25 years. Uh, beautiful record. he made. The other one. Uh, Silver with Americans. Notes to You. The Copenhagen X-Sessions from Sleep Party People. Yeah, there's a great label out of Indianapolis called uh, Joyful Noise. Huh? And that's one of their things. Uh, Carp King from the live stream, Dan Jones and Squids. Which was a couple months ago now, right? Okay.
1: Yeah, we we recorded on, I think, November oh, 13th. Yeah. Shit, four months ago. Okay, before we get to
0: that shit, though, I, I still got to catch up on the history because now I know how Matt met you and Steve. Actually, they started playing. And then how do you get in the picture? How does it become Dan Jones and the Squids?
1: Uh, well, when they went off to Warrensburg and started oofed, And um, I went to Iowa City, and I was kind of more focused on trombone jazz playing in the jazz band the orchestra and also writing um so i wasn't really playing guitar based music at all other than kind of dinking around with it on the side and um after that i moved to oregon and was really more focused on writing then too just kind of i got an english degree and was you know trying to write short stories and poems and stuff and you're, and did. you're
0: talking literature literature
1: yeah um the guitar was always kind of leaned up in the corner and probably late 20s really probably I was 27 or 28 I started playing started focusing finishing tunes and playing open mics and so forth and then that turned into the squids and later the gold motors and I was out there for 23 years and then moved back in 2013 and just fell in with Matt and Steve and Alex um, for the first part of the squids. Um,
0: well, uh, well, not really, because the first part of the squids is in Eugene, right?
1: Right. So that's what I was going to say. The the squids in Eugene were probably 2000 to 2007. And that was uh, Dave Snyder and Eric Jensen, Brian Gardner, Mike Last, um, Patrick Hayden, Ryan Takkini, um, Joe Pettit, um, Ed Cole played with us a lot. So it was,
0: it was, a it was a of kind dudes. of a rotating
1: cast. Yeah. We're a little more stable now. But. But,
0: but 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 you go back to your hometown and you reconnect with Steve and, of course, Matt, too. Uh, you never played together in that big
3: gap between? Uh-uh. Okay. Now, Pat went tour and I'd stay at his house when I went out to Oregon with my other band, but... We always stayed in connection, but we never played. Yeah, Dan did write lyrics for a song on on one of the Season to Risk records, though. That's true.
0: Okay, so there's a little music connect, but not much. You, it really gets going when Dan moves back to Missouri, right? Yeah. Okay, and and in Eugene, there. Uh, by the way, people, that's a college town, right? University of Oregon Ducks. Um uh, yeah. Why would, why'd you call it the squids? It is close to the ocean. What's the river? Will, Willamette?
1: Yeah. the Willamette runs through. But and I don't, the squids, McKenzie. Yeah, I don't know if I, squids run up. <laughs> so, I, I had a, I, it was just a weird, weird idea. I don't know what, it, where it came from. I, I was out in Eugene and I thought of calling it the Kansas city squids just to be super goofy. And <laughs> I had a bunch of names. I had, Dan Jones Water and Electric and Dan Jones and the Strange Wide Range and a uh, bunch of goofy one-off names, but the squids finally stuck. and um, I got one just, little
0: just, Oregon story about squids because there's a place called Coos Bay my uncle took me to and they use, they call them hooches, uh, they're bait, used for rubber bait, right, like rubber worms and they're little yeah. fake squids, so. Little yeah. tiny connection. <laughs> Look, I want to play uh, "Shook Loose." <laughs>
6: I've worn out overalls. Anything that shakes in- John.
2: When I think of you
6: I see someone Directed and pure Not dragged down By material living When I think of you I don't see someone
0: Showed that chunk of music started off with Dan Jones's squids in that live stream um, recorded back in November. Shook loose. And then uh Mechanica Classica de Barcelona with Dunes de Poesidonia Nielsen, same town, City 2000. And also Betneiser after that with uh, Silver Agers. Psychic Hotline, brand new, Dehumanizer. Well, maybe a couple weeks old. And the last, uh, that lost second album that never came out. It, it just came out not too long ago and Vetus flowed to me and this is a tune called Jungle Book. Uh, maybe M- Mr. Kipling had something to do with it, I don't know. Or Joe Nolte, the the main guy, he lives in Pedro. Originally Dondo, huh? Dondo Beach. Dan Jones, the Squid, finally. I want to be you. From the live stream. Now, tell me about the first Dan Jones and the Squids gig with Steve and Matt. Is that, is that in uh, Kansas City?
1: It was in Kansas City. I think the first gig was, like, was it a Cramps tribute? That the first time we played out live? Might have been. Or maybe it was like an acoustic. It was like rock bands play acoustic theme night or something. But anyway, we played... We played. Uh, really, they were all Eugene Squid songs at that point, and then some covers and stuff. And it was it was at Record Bar and Ah, I know that Super- place.
0: I played there yeah. downtown, right? Do you remember a place called the Grand Emporium? It was a blues oh, pad, yeah. but they'd have punk shows on Mondays.
3: Yep, we're sitting about two blocks from there right now. Okay, and not <laughs> far away was
0: another pad called Foo Killers, and that's where the men, men first played. It was kind of a community center.
4: Hey, Mike, the first time that I talked to you, um, I helped George load his drums out of the Grand Emporium once. Ah, thank you.
0: They (laughs) had chow. They had a lady making chow there too. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, so we said hi that night.
0: (laughs) Okay, because I remember there was a lady who cooked chow right by the hatch here, and you could.
4: Yeah, yeah. we were loading up.
0: We would like load up the gut too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good gigs, great gigs there and stuff. Uh, so, uh, so, so this well, you probably played some cramps song if it was a Cramp's night, right? Some Garbage Man, some Human Fly. I think we played uh,
1: Green Fuzz. Green Fuzz, uh, Lonesome Town. Okay, what uh, about
0: what about when you uh, like? I'm gonna make some fucking Kansas City Squid songs now. What was that first batch like?
1: Um. It was you know, I had just moved here and I would say the batch was kind of it was slower going. I'd started a new job and kind of transitioned and stuff, but um it was it was definitely maybe more singer songwritery than the than the recent stuff and more geared towards a two guitar approach and Well let's let's talk, let's
0: talk about the process. Let's talk about the process.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. It's a four piece, right? Well, the fir- the the first Casey Squids was and then um decided to just pull it back from sure, the sure, end. Sure,
0: sure, sure. But but let's talk
1: about the process. Would you like make little demos and give
0: them to the guys, "Hey,
1: come up with parts," or would you write their parts? I I tend to make um like fully creative demos where I play all the parts, but I never expect anyone to play those parts. I just kind of do it so it, I like it and Enjoy it, and then I don't really expect people to do what I tell them to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, Dan, how about ask them to do? (laughs) You know, it reminds me of my pop in the Navy. He goes, I never told any, I never asked anybody to do anything. (laughs) You know, he was a chief, right? Chiefs like in the army, you call him a sergeant. So, I never asked anybody to do anything. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, I'll have an influence, but, okay. you know.
0: <laughs> and then and it comes to the prac, right? You show them the stuff, and they, they find their own way for their parts. Did you
1: say you yep. play everything? Are you a drummer man, too? I, I can I can play pretty primitive drums. I can do it for for demos, like some of the stuff at the end of that that batch of this live thing that are demos I play drums on, but not... Not too great.
0: <laughs> so Matt gets to compose there. Okay. Look, we're at the okay. end of the second hour. March 27, 2021 edition, Watt Pedro Show. Special guest Dan Squid and the, Dan Jones. and I almost said Dan Squid and the Jones.
2: Uh-huh. There was a Hollywood
0: weird. band called the Joneses, by the way. Anyway, okay. hold tight for our three. March 27, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. the road Pedro show start off the third hour with my remotes Dan Jones and Squids that live stream Carnival Jones after that that's Crane some prodigy he had back maybe with the late great Richard Derrick the way it once was and then Morty out of Poland with uh, PESH sorry for fucking up another language uh, Pants Exploder out of Brooklyn with a talented nice talk show guest not host, <laughs> guess what? Fuck, I'm seeing shit that ain't even there. Dead Reverend <laughs> after that. Lookout Mountain, gold mines with Dowager, and finally the hazards of club life. Dan Jones and the Squids. That sounds like a documentary tune, <laughs> right there. Yeah, okay, man. let's talk about where all these, uh, all these Dan Jones and the Squids is coming from. This live squid. So, so what
1: happened in November, of four or five months ago? Um, well. It kind of goes back to to a year ago when we finished the the, We Live in a World That's Out of This World, and we were about to go out to the Northwest and play in Eugene, Portland, Seattle. Um, Yeah, it's it's, called Tour, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a short tour. (laughs) Um, And uh, I was called our short tours Tourlets. (laughs) That's very creative of you, Dan. Yeah. Um, so that got closed down. We couldn't do that. And, you know, our plans to play regionally as much as we could pretty much shot crap. So I just, I figured me, my mental health state, I would probably want to have a project for the year of COVID or whatever. And so I thought, we'll just, we'll just write tunes and try to do a live recording, make it a, pretty tall order make it a double album of new songs and try to do them well enough that we wouldn't have to record them in the studio later and that was sort that was sort of our goal and then we talked to talked to you a year ago and sort of getting them shaped up to hopefully you would play them on your show which you are which is awesome and that kind of kept us going through the year now i can hear some people clap at the end of the shit so it was in front of people yeah it was it was uh we socially distanced
3: yeah so. it it was at record bar which will hold almost four like four hundred people I and played, we there, I played there
0: with the, I played there with the meat puppets in meat 2017
3: puppets, yeah. yep i uh we allowed fifty people in there but we had them all distanced out through the whole place up the balcony and everywhere so
0: No, it's pretty good. Who, 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 was it mixed later or was it
1: mixed on the fly? Uh, Paul, Paul Malinowski recorded it, engineered it, and mixed it uh, a couple weeks later um, at Mammoth Sound. He did, uh, he did a good job. Sorry, Massive massive, Sound. Sorry, Massive Sound. Did Did a
0: good job. Good job. Good job. And here, I want to play, uh, from the same uh, session teal pumas
1: (laughs) this song's about teal pumas blue shoes
2: Your mother, And if it's... It's the a- turn we
1: It's called late bloomer. bloomer.
0: Our show last music for this edition, Dan Jones' Squids, in that uh, live stream from November 2020. Teal Pumas, great title! And uh, yeah, I remember there was a rap line where the guys, cuz ain't getting paid, he's wearing pumas, like they, <laughs> it was kind of like a second class, yeah, they weren't Adidas, right? Or something, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a grand champion after that with one and only Love Your Mother from the Duo Decimal System. That's something for live Cleveland Cats we were on last week. Uh, Pale Angels. This is Jamie out of Wales. Jamie Morrison. I am animal. Uh, uh, no, no. Must be love. I am animal from deep in the woods. 66. <laughs> Six out of uh, Dublin with Tommy O'Sullivan. Uh, I just gave him spiel. I had to think of words right away, so I just thought of one of my favorite books, uh, The Master Margarita, Misha Boga. I do. Or, mm. Misha Boga or Mikhail. And then a uh, Wizard's Sleeve, Paradoxal Meltdown. Finally, Late Bloomer. Dan Jones and the Squids. Okay, and uh, so let, let me ask you, Matt. When you get a Dan Jones song, what's the first thing that going through your mind?
4: uh singing with dan <laughs> i i i always hear harmonies right away um i really like the the way he plays rhythm guitar ain't man leads but you know it just sets up really nicely for how i like to play drums these days and uh just uh every time i hear a new song i it, you know possibilities go flying through my head What am i going to play what am i going to sing
0: like what is to be done? Yeah, but but it's inspiring, right?
4: Absolutely. And
0: to me, that's the greatest gift one music cat can give to another is inspiration, right?
3: Because
0: it it's is. it's kind of a connect, right? A kind of a thread through the heads, and also body feeling, rhythm, all that. Okay, okay. So right away, when you're hearing his tunes, you're thinking parts. Oh yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Now. Are you a guy that has to
4: chart shit out? No, I I I used to write, you know, marching band shows and I you know I I know how to do it but but really I I, I don't ever write anything down. Um just play with it and some, you know, I wish we we should be taping everything cuz all these songs were so radically different at some point, faster, slower, you know, more rock and roll, more balladry and you know, you know, it just gets where it goes eventually.
0: Right, Mm -hmm. right. And and what do you do you record to a click track? Like this stuff here wasn't done to a click track, right?
4: No, we I generally don't. I did in the the, on the studio record I did with a click. Well it's not usually how I like to do it, but no, there was no click on the live record.
0: Well let's say the click track's more like lines on a highway and not like railroad track. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just keeping between the (laughs) lines. What do you call exactly. that guy you get behind late Saturday night, uh, Bob Weaver? You ever drive behind <laughs> him? <laughs> you know Bob Weaver. <laughs> anyway, Steve, what about you when you get a Dan Jones song? Does he have bass parts worked out or does he just give you chords and you come up with your own trip to glue Steve to Dan?
3: I like having the notes like uh, to like, Matt.
0: Not the fuck. I fucked that up. Glue and Dan and Matt t- together, right? Yeah. Because that's what glue. Uh, yeah. Bass is kind of like glue. Uh, you know, I'm a little biased towards you, Steve. I got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <a> hope.
3: <laughs> I like I like having like the bass notes, and then I just kind of play with it and do. Dan really lets me kind of go wild and be free and and he's pretty good at letting us make suggestions, but we, we kind of have, we stick to the the lyric, you know, I think the form is always based around the lyric. And then, yeah. And then we, we have, we kind of, you know, and, and I feel like lately we have more variety of kind of songs. So we get to express ourselves a little, a little wilder sometimes where I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm kind of a, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just kind of make it up very, very, uh, I like dissonance and and mm. random stuff, so I kind of throw that in there. And if it's a proper problem, I, and he tells me, and I'm like, all right, I'll you know, and I'll <laughs> dial what, it back a little.
2: Well,
0: what what you're saying is like the main responsibility is to aid and abet the tune. Yeah, yeah. And the same uh, with you, Matt, right? Absolutely. And Dan, what what do you hope when you bring these things? It's not like here, do my bidding. It's like you, you're hoping to fire these guys up, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, my hope is. That- I've written something that's that's uh will lodge in in their memory or in their minds or hearts or whatever. That's that's something they can relate to that you know is easy to create around because it's because it's enjoyable, you know, not because it's a a, a task, yeah. you know, right, right, chore. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but again, so,
0: again, the right most righteous thing I believe a musician can do to another one is get have cats that are happy to play your stuff inspired to be with you and join right that's why it's called a band
1: yeah (laughs) and i i also would say i feel free you know really free to get weirder and just just let the um, freak
0: flag fly
1: totally yeah Yeah. okay
0: now now where people where can people find you on the internet please uh danjonesmusic.com okay And from there, you probably got all kinds of links to other places too, right? Yeah,
1: you can find Bandcamp and Spotify. Okay, uh, okay. So, people,
0: dot com to find out what's going on. And I can just imagine you guys getting ready to get another batch of tunes together, right?
3: Yep, already a whole slew. Okay,
0: when you get those recorded and shit, come back on the show. We'll talk. Play it.
1: Oh, love to. Be okay. an honor. Thank you. Okay,
0: Matt, Dan, Steve, thank you so much. Being on Pedro Show, it means a lot to me.
1: Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks for Wap. having us. Us okay. too.
0: People, March 27, 2021, this Wap Peter Show, keep your powder dry. <laughs>